ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Pauly Sebelia. Hour number two of Orange Nation underway on ESPN Radio. Stephen Pauly with you up until 2 o'clock. And then Pauly will take you the rest of the way from 2 until 3 with Eric Columbia. As promised, we kick off hour number two by going to our guest line. If you happen to be watching us on QSportsTalk.com, you see our next guest live and in person. He joins us every week during the college basketball season. Brought to you by CH Insurance. Former SU star, former NBA star, Aton Thomas with us and. uh uh, Aton, Paulie's actually going to kick us off today with the first question. Yeah, I follow Aton right. on uh, social media, and he he does all sorts of podcasts. He's uh, the Collision, the Rematch, and he uh-huh. he interviewed on the Rematch a, a basketball player from America that was stuck in the Ukraine, Maurice Creek. And maybe you could tell the story, Aton, and people could check out how you interviewed him live from a bomb shelter in the Ukraine because he couldn't get out. Right, right. It was really amazing. You know, he's from. Uh, Prince George's County where I live and so I just really reached out to him I, I saw I saw an article about the story and I just messaged him on on Instagram and I said you know um, you know I saw your story I'd love to interview you if you you know want to talk about it or anything like that and he hit me right back and said yes yeah, sure I'd love to so he was actually in a bomb shelter um, when I interviewed him and he's sitting there and he's talking about how he wanted to get out before um the the war started before russia you know um you know started uh i don't know what their assault there whatever you want to call it and um the team wouldn't let him out they had something called a loc that they wouldn't give him which would allow him to play for other teams and he said that they always you know get these threats so they didn't really take it seriously and so he was kind of stuck there so then everything started and then he couldn't get out so people were trying to send him, you know, money to get out. His family was sending him money and things of that nature. And it couldn't get there on time and he was stuck. So it's an incredible story. He just got back last night. The video of it just came out of him, you know, walking through the airport and hugging his mother. And it was all emotional, um, you know, but I'm, I'm glad to see that he got back safely. You know, we have you on all the time and tell people where they can uh, catch your podcasts and stuff other in, in your video uh, interviews you do because you do a lot of compelling things oh thanks i appreciate that um yeah for i have a um, podcast called the rematch and um it's with basketballnews.com i'm also a, a senior writer for basketballnews.com and that's where you can find all of my stuff there all right it's on uh great stuff there uh we'll be sure to check that out as we uh turn our attention now to to syracuse and last game of the regular season tomorrow, senior day inside the dome. Uh, you know, do, do you remember your senior day? What what is that like? You know, regardless of what the record is or the opponent is, uh, what's that like when it, the reality kind of hits you that you know this is uh, this is probably your last time you're ever going to suit up and play a basketball game inside the dome. I mean, senior day for me was amazing. You know, I remember, you know, taking a whole lot of pictures and smiling the whole time and all the, you know, appreciation and the love from the, from the, you know, crowd. And, you know, you know, SU fans are like the greatest, like the, the amount of support that you feel. And, and also, I want to say things kind of have changed a little bit because, you know, I was a four year player. Sure. You have with the new transfer portal, you know, some guys are just coming in and they've only been here for a year. 
and they might be seniors, but it's a little bit different. So I don't know how that affects everything. But for me, it was it was absolutely amazing. You know, I'll, I'll never forget it. Yeah, and I mean, this year you do have a couple of guys, though, that have been in this program a long time. Buddy's been, you know, essentially in this program since birth. Uh, and Barama's right. been in this program for, uh, you know, for, for five-plus years. Um Right. You know, how, how do you think those two, I guess, in particular, will be remembered a ton? Uh, you know, Barama is kind of a guy that, you know, one of the nicest kids you'll ever meet and works super hard. And I guess you could say the same thing about Buddy. But, you know, how, how do you think those two guys will be remembered by SU fans? Oh, for, for first, Barama is, is great. You know, I've had a chance to really talk with him a little bit over the years. Um, you know, just just a great young man. You know, like you said, one of the nicest young men that you'll meet um, really has a, a, a spirit about him that makes you smile. You know what I mean? He's just always positive, always, you know, just happy. And it's, it's, he's, he's really, he's going to, he's going to be a little emotional probably this, this, uh, senior night because he has really been through a lot with his injuries. And it's great to see him back on the court. You know, it's serious when even Coach Beheim, you know, gives you, gives you props to say, Hey, it's great to see him out there. And it's good because he don't really do that very often. But, um, yeah, that just tells you what kind of a guy that, uh, Brahma is. And as far as Buddy, wow, you know, I, I remember seeing him, you know, the little, the pictures of him little, like a little buddy and Jimmy and, and to see him go through the whole program. I remember when he first got there, you know, he, how he's improved each year. Um, like you said, he was in the program since birth. So I can't imagine the emotions that, that he'll be feeling, but yeah, it'll be a special night. You know, you brought up Rama and coach Beheim saying nice things about him. He, I mean, he, you know, we all laugh that he doesn't normally do that. Last night on his show, this is what he had to say about Barama. We should also note, you know, just how great a warrior Barama has been Ugh. in these last couple games. I mean, he's playing on one leg and a half maybe, and, uh, and I think actually both legs are sore. Uh, I mean, he ices up significantly uh, before the games. Yeah, I mean, he's, <laughs> trust me, he's, he's out there when most people wouldn't be out there. But uh, it's amazing. He had an amazing game. <laughs> yep. Uh, he certainly has. When he, he took a spill in the game, we thought, oh, my yeah. gosh, here we go again. Well, you know, uh, it's really, man, I, I just wish that he had been healthy. Of course, because he, you know, he, he could have still come back this year. Yeah. But if he'd been healthy for the last two years, I, I, I think he'd be really good. I think he'd be a really good player. He's quick. He knows how to play. He has a good feel for the game. I mean, yeah, I think he'd have been a really, really good player. You know, there's not a lot of players that you say that about, like, what could have been with Barama. You know, he ends that one season with six back-to-back double-doubles, and then we never get to, you know, you really see him. Yeah, again. yeah. You know, you know, I was at that game. Um, I brought my son Nakam with me there. Um, it was like the alumni game or something like that. We was all We was all there watching him and playing against um, Duke and he had a high double double game like he was killing like they, it was he was like just you know blocking shots rebounding you know dunking you know offensive rebound he was like a terror in there and it looked great so it really was unfortunate to, to for his injuries but yeah like like Coach Baham said he's he's a warrior so even playing out there now um, you know, and, and being on, what do you say, on a, on a leg and a half or yeah. something like that, he's he's really battling it out. So I got a lot of respect for him. You know, Todd, last week we, we asked you about the consecutive winning season streak, and we asked you if, if you thought it mattered to the, the current players. Um, 
does it matter to the former players whether or not this streak lives on and you know longest active streak in the country? Uh, Syracuse hasn't had a losing season since 1968-69. Does it matter to, to you and and the former you know players about whether or not this streak continues? I mean, I think you know with the streak or without the streak, you know we have a special program um, that has gone that spanned through the decades. You know, I know a lot of people are criticizing the program right now. Um, you know, they want to see the, 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 the days of yesteryear and they compare and, you know, what has happened to the, to the program the program is going to be just fine. You know, I mean, even it, 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 Syracuse is a special place and a special program. And whenever coach Mayheim does decide to step down, there'll be a, there'll be the right coach there and the program will continue. Um, but you know, I don't know. It's, it's crazy seeing sometimes on social media, people think that the program is over no matter what. I'm like, goodness, relax. We have a special tradition. We have decades of all of this, you know, great, um, accomplishments. Then yeah, just relax, just relax. What, what did you make of, you know, and I don't know how closely you were paying attention this week, but the last couple of days, you know, Jim Bayheim's done a few interviews saying that there was a plan in place. Uh, for the transition right. for when he you know steps down and ultimately somebody else takes over and everybody's kind of reading into exactly what he said and has the new, next coach been picked already does he know when he's going to retire um it, you know is it an open ended date i mean what what did what did you take away from what you've heard from these interviews about how this whole thing's going to play out I mean, it sounds like he's just messing with everybody a little bit, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure he, he does have something in mind, um, but he was really mysterious, really, you know, a, ambiguous with his answer just to let everybody speculate a little bit. Um, you know, I, he gets asked a question all the time, and you can, you can see that some of his responses that sometimes he doesn't really like the question of when he's going to retire. So I kind of advise people to stop asking him that unless they want to, want to you know, hear him uh, you know, uh, snap back at him like the way that he's done. But I mean, when he's ready to retire, that's when he'll retire. That's what it is. He's not going to be forced out. Um, you know, he loves coaching the game, uh, whether we're having a good season or a bad season. Um, so it'll be on his terms. Would you like to see them keep it, uh, you know, to, to someone on the staff? Would you like to see the next head coach be somebody on the current staff? Well, there's a lot of names that have popped up. Of course, people always talk about Hop, you know, because he was named as a successor before. And everybody was kind of expecting that Hop was going to be the successor. But Coach Graham didn't retire. So that his name is always going to come back up. Um, yes, we have Red Autry who's been waiting and, and he's been showing what he can do. Um, a lot of people talk about Gary McNamara, you know, who has his passion and he's a, you know, like a legend. Um, I've heard my old teammate Jason Hart's name thrown in there a little bit, you know. So that... It's going to be interesting to see what happens um, when that time does finally come. But I, I'm sure they're going to make the right decision. They have a lot of great candidates, um, you know, and possibilities to be able to go with. All right, one game left in the regular season of Ton, and then ACC tournament, and we know what the path looks like. Uh, Florida State on Wednesday in the eight nine game, and then should they win, they'd run into Duke. Uh, the top seed on Thursday in that noon game. Uh, so at least three, well, two games left, definitely. Potentially three games left before they run into Duke. Uh, what what are you looking to see out of this team? Um, you know, again, they're they're only going to the NCAA tournament if they go on a miracle run next week. But is there anything you're interested in about these next, uh, you know, two to three games? I mean, I think it's going to be an emotional game. Um, you know, a senior night and everybody's going to come out and play hard. And, um, you know, Buddy's going to come up and he's going to have an extra pep in his step. And it's going to be great to get in front of the crowd and, you know, everything like that. So I, I'm expecting it to be a very fun game, um, senior night. 
And then you have to just go down to the tournament and, tournament and, and put your best foot forward. That's what you have to do. And you have to continue to fight and continue to play hard. And that's what this team is going to do. Um, you know, it's been a tough year, honestly. It's, it's been it's been a tough season. But you know, you you, you can't you can't discount the how hard they played. I mean, that last game against North Carolina in, in overtime. I mean, they played their hearts out. Cole Cole played great. I mean, he was he was hitting you know shots from everywhere. Even if there was a shot that he took that wasn't necessarily a good shot, you just wanted him to keep going because he was on fire. So <laughs> you know, it, it was it, it was in the way that they played and the effort that they put out. Like you know, yeah, they they didn't they didn't win the game, and you know it didn't turn out the way that we wanted to. But you can't fault them for giving the effort, and that's what you really want in a team. Yeah, Ton, he took a couple heat check shots that actually went in. <laughs> so it's like, right. give right. him another one. Um, yeah. w- would you like to see him back next year? I mean, the, the, he's. Uh, He's been on the fence about it. Jim Behan left the door open, said Jimmy and Buddy are definitely gone. We know Barama's gone, but he left the door open, said Cole might come back. Would you like to see him in a Syracuse uniform next season? I mean, I'm sure he would definitely, you know, take his game even to another level, you know, next season. But he has to make the decision that's that's best for him. I think the the person to watch right now is Benny. You know, I know he's said all the right things. I know he got injured, but, you know, the talk around here in the DMV is, you know, which which local college is he going to transfer to? That's been the talk. Um, and I've just been listening. You know, I've heard and I've, and I've checked back in and, and seen him on all the different programs saying he's definitely coming back. But, you know, you, you, you have to know that, you know, especially the, the local schools around here, um, which is which is his hometown. They've just been salivating, waiting, hoping, you know what I mean? Calling his parents, calling him, you know, saying that, hey, if you, you come here, it could be a whole different story now. And, and, you know, also he has to understand that his he has a tremendous opportunity next year when, you know, positions could be opened up, you know, for him where he doesn't have different people playing in front of him. And he's taken this as a, as a growth year. I think one of the former players I saw, um, no, Michael Carter Williams gave him that advice to, to use this year as a growth year. Um, and yeah, no, I, I had to use my freshman year as a growth year, learning behind Otis Hill. And in my sophomore year, I was ready to go. So it, of course we all want him to stay because we know of a, what tremendous talent and potential that he has, but um, you know he's going to have a big decision to make, and that's that's kind of what we're we're all waiting on pins and needles to see what happens. Yeah, and you do wonder if the Cole decision affects the Benny decision, right? If Cole's coming back, then that's another forward in the mix, and you wonder if uh, you wonder if that affects the decision at all. Uh, uh, Todd, great stuff as always. We appreciate you coming on and finding time for us on a Friday. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you again next. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Have a good one, folks. All right, you as well. Yeah, there he is. So Todd Thomas brought to you every week by CH Insurance, and with that. We'll open up the full lines for the rest of hour number two, 315-437-7644. We're back after this on ESPN Radio.